Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm great! I heard something about you. What? Since the last time I saw you. Well, it's only been less than 24 hours. I know. So. I know. But what I heard, happened? I heard that you went from spending the last however long it's been, year, two years, you know, of knowing very little about the Murdochs to being a full-on Oh, I watched the documentary. Expert you about the Murdochs. I watched watch the next one. Was All that? three of them? All three episodes, yeah. yeah. What would you think? Uh, That's what I want to know. I thought I really should have paid more attention when you were doing headlines, because I didn't know any of it. It's crazy, like, right? A little bit of it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember him talking about the boat accident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, he was. Dry. Um, I thought it was fascinating. Like, yeah. you know, what a story. I, I thought, how do, uh, you know, I had to look up the county they're from, and I was like, how... What kind of law are you doing in that county in the Carolinas to make that kind of money? So now if you said, if you just said they had all the power, I would understand that. Like to me, but then like the million, like how many, and I know you said, well, they're probably ripping off people from the insurance companies, but, and they did say that they did that, but I'm like, how many people are insurance? They also sued There's 36,000 people in the county. But they like, were, I think, and this is according to Brooke, because she's the expert, and she listens to all the, like, since that shooting happened, she started listening to that weekly update from that local reporter who's in the documentary, the bald guy with glasses. Okay. Um, but the way she explained it to me is like, basically, they are one of the biggest, they they do almost as much business as any law firm in the state, and that they do big things like they sued big companies. I, I may be getting this wrong. I want to say like a UPS, FedEx, one of those that they they had big national lawsuits uh, that they handled through that firm. Um, okay, that, that went through them. It just seemed like it, in it my was, mind, if, like if there was the giant the firms, state, or, they would have been in right Charleston or right. Asheville exactly. or you know name a, a large city. A this city. is like a county of. 30,000 people, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yep, no. And and I know, like, there's also... So that the, was a little shocking to me. Like, not that they had money, 
because that had probably been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Not that they had power, but the fact that they had that kind of money, yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. You have to wonder if the power. So the money part, I guess, maybe someone could explain. Like maybe it was a big. Maybe they were doing as much business as the biggest law firm in the state. I'm not sure. And if you're suing for personal injury and you're getting money from insurance companies and all that, and also if you're ripping off clients, which only one of them has been, as far as I know, accused of doing, and that's Alec. But but the power thing, the fact that everywhere they went, to me, that's small town stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that didn't surprise biggest, me. You get away with that because you're in a small town. I don't think you get away right. with that in Charleston quite as easily. you got right. to have every comp and every basically public official right. kind of under your watchful eye. And not only that, the people. Yes. So, like, they if you're in, you. I mean, I lived in Charleston. It's not a big town. But it feels like there'd be enough people that if something happened... They'd be like, well, I'm not kissing this Murdoch guy's ring. But when it's a small town, you're like, I better kiss his ring. He right. makes people disappear. Yep. If you're in, you know, Asheville or, you know, Raleigh or Charleston, I feel like there's enough people. You're like, yeah, no, I'm not kissing. I don't know who that guy is. Exactly. I'm not kissing his ass. So I get the power. I was just surprised at how big the houses were and all the money. And like you'd even say, well, houses are cheaper there. Yeah, well, cars aren't. Boats yeah, aren't. You know what I mean? A like, lot of land, a lot of wealth. Right. There's a lot of wealth that came. So, you know, that would be something and I'm interested in. Like, how do they actually get all that money? Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I know, I know that, his parents were, they were all lawyers. It's like, his, is it his great-grandfather's firm? His or his grandfather? Mm-hmm. Great-grandfather. Yeah. So that's that kind of wealth that's been handed down for a while. Right. It's like... And a, maybe if you hand down that type of wealth, it just... Grows and grows exactly. and grows. Money, I don't know, ma- money makes you more money. I did think that was a lot of money for somebody in it's a lot. Yeah, the Buford River zone. I'm like, the, there's a guy in Buford River who's an attorney, right? You know that it, that, no, that does work there. Now, if you told yeah. me he was an attorney who did lived in Buford County and did work in New York City, yeah, I'd be like, of course. And this guy's using all that money and he owns that whole town. But he, this guy just did it there. Yeah, so I was I wonder, pretty shocked at that. I'm sure you could go back and look and see, you know, what some of their big paydays were, just right. because I'm sure it's, there's articles about it. But and I know, you, so you haven't been following the actual trial because I think it's wrapping up today. Mm-hmm. And actually, as we speak, I think the jurors may be out at uh, the the hunting lodge. What is the name of that land? What do they call it? Moselle? Moselle. Moselle, yeah. I just watched it, boys. I got it. Don't you worry. You got any questions about that? I got you. Thank you. Uh, I think they're out there today. They they may have already gone, but uh, before I left the house, I sort of had it on, and it didn't look like they'd left yet, but they were going to let the jury go out there today because the defense did not want them going out there, but prosecution argued that if they went and saw it in person, it would give them a better understanding of the layout of the land. And I saw that the prosecution also brought in some other expert to kind of counter some of the defense's experts' claims right. about, you know, the shooter was probably five foot three. He was like, there's no way to know that. Right. The trajectory is, you know, that, and you just, even when you're not an expert, that's the kind of stuff where you watch and you go, I don't think they really know this stuff. I think they have, they might have some idea, right. but I, I don't think this is, you know, you see like when you watch those shows and they've got the strings and they're they're stringing them from all oh, the bullet yeah. holes and like, yeah. oh, look at that. But still, part of me sometimes just wonders, like, there's a lot of broken glass there and it left a giant hole. You're, some of those to, strings you know, have to be I a gasoline. Maybe I, I, maybe I defer to like Dexter where he could just start splashing blood around and be like, nope, it happened right. from here and then there. I'm like, it feels like I can figure it out. Like, right, I don't but know. that's pretty big exaggeration, too, of like... I but I'm just saying that's where my right. thought process goes, like, Dexter would know how this happened. Yeah, and I think in a show... Like an hour in a white room. I've seen it before. Exactly. And then he would kill Murdoch. Like, there's no... I know what happened. Yeah, he would have hidden this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the shows, you're like, okay, I get how they're doing this, why they do it. But when it you actually even got this it. far if Dexter was alive. He no. would have killed Paul. Yes. After the voting accident, and then, you know... And made it look like a, yeah. a drowning accident exactly. or something. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just when you watch them actually testify, you're like, I'm not so sure you seem so confident. Now that I'm thinking about this, maybe this is just one of those things that we put a lot of faith in and we know nothing about. But uh, so is it because you haven't been following the case, so you know everything that, that happens up to basically the, the shooting and him being accused of murder. And, and, a, in court. and a little bit of him, yeah, a little bit of him talking to the police. I remember that being um, – in the documentary, I don't remember exactly how it ended. If the trial had started, if they showed any they of the trial. They showed him in trial, and he was on trial. They had charged him with murder, and he was on trial for taking that lady's money, too. Oh, the, that, that trial, yeah. Okay, the... the and they uh, then Ro- charged him with murder. What's her name? Rose, Rose, Rosalind? Miss Gloria? Gloria. Yeah. Miss Gloria, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so... Now that you've seen that documentary, just a couple of things that you might find interesting. Like one of the things that they talked about in the trial is that he had this blue light that he would use when he he just put it in his car. And, and it's pretty clear that he was impersonating an officer and he would show up on scenes, try to get to places he shouldn't be. When they asked him about it, he testified like, well, the sheriff gave me permission to have a blue light and to use it. You know, it wasn't really mm-hmm. clear, like why the sheriff. Would... So then the sheriff testifies and says, I've never given him or anyone else permission to put a right. light in their car and pretend to be an officer. So someone committed perjury there. Uh, and honestly, you could tell me that maybe that sheriff at the time was like, yeah, I right. guess go ahead. I'm scared of you. And right. then has to say, like, I'm going to lose my job mm-hmm. if I tell people. Right. But either way, it just shows. And they showed it in that documentary that that family had that kind of air of yeah. we are above it. And when we. Even at the hospital, you got these kids in the hospital rooms and him telling, like, hey, I represent her. I need to get in there. Like, no family, no, no. And he's like, yeah, right. but but me, I can get in there because right. I'm her lawyer. And just, like, how many times that must have worked over the years? And we've all known, not saying we've all known rich and powerful uh, law families, but we've all known someone who kind of was some, you know, maybe they just had a lot of money and it wasn't nearly to the level of Murdoch's, but that just feeling of... They, they seem to be above it. They're less sure. worried about their their well, just screw like ups the and, reverence that people had for that last and name. That like too. you hear that last name, and it was just like everyone stopped. Their opinion matters more, and yeah. that yeah. Right. And just if they say something, it's probably true. They say they have a right to be. I didn't even get that. I didn't get that vibe that they thought it's probably true. I thought they thought like I'm not getting involved. It's With Murdoch, the I'm not getting scared. involved. Right, exactly. Like, it was like we're not. That one guy was this. like that boy over there. That's a Murdoch. Good luck with that. Like, they have him on. Like, yes. good luck doing something with that. He's screaming. Right. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in the documentary because I'd seen that video several times of him screaming after the boat crash, you know, F you, look what you did. Yeah. I had no idea that he was back to, like, saying nice things about Paul. Yeah. And that, that was kind of interesting to see in the documentary. Like, I love him, and uh, he made a mistake, and... Well, that, you know, know, he said I was mad at him, and he said I, I was hurt, mad at him. but he doesn't deserve to die. He didn't deserve to die. Right. I mean, he didn't... No, but necessarily like say he's a good guy. No, no, no. But there was some. I was surprised. He, he, obviously, he wasn't as angry as the moment that it happened. But I could have seen him in that documentary, being like, I don't know why I was friends with him as long as I was. Right. The guy always, you know, bossed me around. He was a piece of ass. I should have seen this coming. Yeah. But that didn't seem to be his mentality. No. It was like he's in a long time. That didn't seem to be anybody's mentality, well, really. We, to Paul, Paul, we've learned throughout the trial that everyone who testifies seems to talk about Paul like he was the favorite. Oh, I loved Paul, and and I know. Brooke has talked about that. I've talked about it on court TV a lot, too. Just like, these people seem to have really liked Paul. We didn't necessarily, as a public, know that uh, right. about this family. We saw Paul, and we saw Buster, and they look like brothers. I tell you, the one thing family. I noticed was, uh, so I told you, when I lived in Florida, I had a buddy of mine who lived in the Carolinas, and we would go down there, and I dated a girl who lived there, and it was one of those things that you come from a different city, and you're like, man, these are gorgeous women, and really rednecky guys like the guys that in for whatever reason in the carolinas are still wearing cargo shorts and polo shirts and shooting pigs and uh not 
you know, overly attractive and their girlfriends are stunning. Like pageant. Stunning, like right? Beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're like, yeah. what yeah. is happening here? Yeah. Certainly in that I also got really uncomfortable when the guy was sitting there that they wanted to blame the driving the boat on. Uh, yeah. And oh, he's sitting there and she just looks over and she goes, Sit up straight, and I'm like, oh, God, bro. I know. And I was I like, you know he what? did it. I'm like, oh. I remember that. The- well, of course, you remember that. This kind of stuff doesn't bother you. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. You're like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? She just said, sit up straight. There's nothing wrong with that. Cotton Top is not what they, wasn't that his nickname? Cotton Top. The guy with the weird haircut is who you're talking about, right? The guy who yeah, had the, the Bieber haircut. Yeah, Connor. The, the Bieber, Connor, yeah, I think, yeah, Connor. Yeah. I think they called him Cotton Top. Something like that. She's like, that. sit up straight. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry. I'm no, like, oh. I, I noticed it, and I thought, oh, oh, oh. I did not catch it at all. Like, I don't look. I, I don't know if that guy's good looking or not. I, he has kind of a weird haircut, but that doesn't mean he's he's not good looking. But when she said that, I was kind of like, mm. you know, if the other girl said that, right. it would be you know, a little right. less surprising. But it was kind of weird. Like, man, you're already you're already dealing with this. You're not dealing with enough, you know. But I also thought like it's just, and I guess we probably all grew up with those people who marry their high school sweethearts. But you know, a lot of these people probably will stay with these people at mm. least long enough to have kids and get divorced at some point. Right. Like they will marry them. I don't know if that's more common in the South. In my mind, it's much more common. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's just a perception thing. But I see those people I'm like, yeah, you, you want to see like, guys, you met in high school. It's okay. Right, yeah. Move on. But for them, I don't think that that's Mm-mm, That's really it. Part that's how it I works. It. And you know what? There's not a lot of people around, too. I mean, how many people did you say when you looked it up? There's like 3,000 people. I, I, you know, you go to school. That's like your last chance really yeah. to meet people that age. So you hold on. The girl who, um, who survived... Uh, the blonde that looked like a pageant, you know, that dated Paul. Yeah, that was Paul's um, girlfriend. Uh, where we, we, did they say that she moved there when she was a kid? I can't remember. I know that she said that she wasn't like best friends with the other girl yet. But did, was she like a transplant? I feel like yeah, maybe yeah. her parents from I, for, from of, Long Island or something. Oh, they That's did right. say that. That's Long right. Island, okay, yeah. yeah. And but the thing was, was that the accusation was that on that boat ride that night. That Paul said something along the lines of, and you just watched Eliza, but something along the lines of what I she said must have said like you're being embarrassing, and he said what I think is embarrassing is that your dad can't make enough money to yeah. support his family. Yeah. I know that I, when I saw that I was like, oh, and then and then supposedly me. slaps her Man, in front of these people. That's, that's, yeah, but I mean they said he was super drunk and walking around and the yelling hands at people. Thing, the like, hands like, thing so, I've never heard that. Paul got super drunk and said something horrible to her. Like of course he did. That yeah, no, I just thought that that's a brutal thing to say. Like that's a yeah. that's when you talk about the nuclear stuff. Like that's yeah, a good one. I mean that's what he was doing though. Yeah, yeah, he was drunk. It was yep, just, you know. Yep. Slapping her in person, you have to remember, like, this is high school. I know they were drinking, but I mean, that's uh, next I never level. Saw that. that's like, next I never level. saw that either. I never saw but, someone But uh, your dad's poor. I wasn't like, oh, wow. No, no, no. I just thought that, huh. was, a, that was a good blow. Like, oh, I'm, not, I'm sure it stung. Like, oof, ouch. That yeah, was I mean, he didn't, wasn't worried about it. And they feelings, just introduced though. the dad earlier. He's like, I'm a landscape uh, artist. And I was like, does that, well, do you that mow means, lawns? Yes. I, I, don't, I think that's what that means. And by yeah. the way, I'm a perfectly respectable job. Hard work, and I think it pays well. Uh, but then when they said, when when they accused Paul of saying that, I was like, I think the dad that must be what the yeah, dad exactly. does. I, I kind of had a feeling. So what do you think? Guilty or anything? You think he shot him? Um, maybe. I don't know. You don't think it's very, very, very no. unlikely that anyone else shot him? No, no I think it, I think somebody else could have. Mm-hmm. There's think, motive, for sure. And I think he, right, there's motive for other people to do it. I think maybe he knew about it, you know? It would seem weird to me for him to show up with a shotgun and shoot him. Mm-hmm. It could be where he told someone else to do it or someone else did it for him. I don't know. 
I really don't know. If he did do it, then he did it. But, you know, am I 100% sure? Do I know he needs to go to jail? Yes. That's just it. Do I know that he murdered those two people by himself in cold blood? I don't know that. Yeah, it's a. It, it does seem like he loved them. And I know they're saying he's a drug addict and all those things. But, gosh, he waited a long time to do it. But I get it. The fact that this happened while well, he claims he was gone for a few minutes to check on his his mother and they've also throughout the trial been like well you must have been driving pretty fast to go there and then get back this it's a short window and it's not like the boat crash had just happened if you'd said it just happened tempers were hot you know he was getting all these uh angry tweets on a crack man on a twitch stream i mean he puts it eloquently says he told us he didn't do it so what else do you You know what that's all we need to know he said i didn't do it they asked him and he said no you're right so I don't know. Ask somebody else then. Let's leave it No there. is a complete sentence, people. The Church of Laszlo. How's it going? Pretty good. You? Good. Uh, I don't know how you're sitting here with that jacket on. I'm going to take it off in a minute. It just started getting hot. Yeah. Uh, did, did you hear the big local news in Kansas City? I didn't. New terminal. New airport oh, terminal. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Opened up. And uh, that, that was pretty quick. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe just because I don't fly that often, so I haven't been thinking about it. But... Usually something that big, it just seems like, oh, we're going to do it. Kind of like the stadium. You're like, right. oh, uh, once they approve it, you're like, well, that'll happen. I'll probably be dead. My when kids that, when will enjoy Yeah. But I guess uh, like uh, the stadium downtown or the arena, it happened yeah. fairly quickly. Because yeah. I, I think we were in Seattle. I came back and was like, oh, they finished the arena? That's crazy. I don't know exactly how many years it took. But Kansas City, in my opinion, really needed to do something about the airport. And it got me thinking. I, was, I haven't seen it in person yet, I'm, although our financial advisor invited us to go see it early. We didn't follow them up on cool. it. Oh, that looked really it cool. looks cool. Yeah. It looks cool. And I saw Southwest had their first uh, flight. I think it was yesterday, right? I saw the local news was there with, mm-hmm. with cameras, watching people get their bags, and kind of looking around, you know, seeing like an unfiltered view without just the mock-ups and all the right, filters, sure. seeing what it looked like. And I was thinking, what would you say? Because if you had asked me, a year ago, five years ago, I think ten years ago. What it, name the thing that comes to mind first that that's the most embarrassing about your city? I would say for my city, it would probably the airport probably the airport comes to mind top. first. Top of the, I think it's top. top. Of the, yeah. uh, not only do you land kind of in the middle of nowhere over some cows, which you could embrace. You know, Texas would be like, "There's cows, and we love you know." But uh, for mm. me, it's not great. I don't love it, but. I, and I also don't love that it's so far away from everything. But then when you get into that, and they did upgrade it at some point in my life, which almost made it worse in some ways because it, you could tell that they tried to spit shine this thing that just looked like a relic from the past. It looked sure. like you were in a time machine. And also the way it was structured is unlike any other airport I'd ever been in where you go in, you go through security, and once you're in security, you sit basically in a waiting room. And you just have to sit there. If there's no food, which I would say over right, half the time, that was horrible. Have, there's nothing open in that room. Let alone, there might not be anything open in the terminal, let alone right. the gate that you're sitting in. And you can't leave that gate now that you've gone through security without going through security right. again. So it was just a horrible experience. Now, I know people said, oh, yeah, but it was the flights were on time. Okay, whatever. That's because it's not real busy. That, that, that's not right. because it's so efficient necessarily. In my mind, it was... Not only embarrassing, but also kind of a poor experience sitting there oh, yeah. wait, waiting for your flight. I thought it sucked. And for people to have that be the first thing that you see, you're like, oh, where do you live? Oh, I live in Kansas City. Well, oh, it was kind of a pain it. in the ass, too. Like, there was times where I was like, oh, there's three separate terminals. Works out well. There's parking, right? And so, you know, there was things about it that were great. But it was there was also things you're like, this doesn't make any sense, and it makes me angry. So, like, if you fly, and I don't remember what they were, but if I fly we out on out Southwest on Delta, and then and come back, back on American. Yeah, we did Well, that. my car's at Southwest, so i got to take this stupid bus yep. 
all the way around and back then to Terminal 2, you know, it was annoying. Yeah, it happened to you and I because we went somewhere. Uh, we might have been in L.A., I don't remember, but we wanted to see if we could get back in time for the Super Bowl, so right. we got a Spirit flight. Right, and it was a different And then when we get back, we hadn't even thought about it. We're like, oh, damn it, our car's not here, so we got to go wait for a bus, which, by the way, that airport, basically anytime, but certainly like on a Sunday evening... Not a lot of people right. uh, driving those buses. Not a, you know, we waited for a while to get that ride to go over there. Like, God, this just seems so dumb. You know, a tram would have been nice, but also just anything, some way to get over there. I'm with you. The right. separate terminals may have benefits for sure. It did. I think but, security was less. Yeah, because there's people going to three separate areas. You yeah. know, so we'll see how they do it. You know, I haven't heard it, of you know anybody complaining about the wait times. I, I can't imagine, but maybe it'll be that'll be. Yeah, bigger yeah. because if everybody's going in the same terminal and they don't right, maybe that maybe the wait time to get through security will be bigger. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought overall, I didn't. Whatever the pros were, I certainly didn't think they outweighed the cons. And more than anything, I thought it was embarrassing. And there was uh, a comedy club up north. I don't know if it's still there, but I went there a couple times, and I remember like both times I went to this place, the comedian was talking about, you know, oh, beautiful. You know, I landed at this airport in a field. Yeah. And then I, I, I've i got a hotel here near this club, which was up north. So like, I, I guess there's no city. Is there no right, city? Yeah, like, right. how do you guys have sports teams? There's no right. city anywhere to be seen. Then someone told me I got to drive 20 minutes to the south, and I'll start to see it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is the same joke the last person told. So obviously, that's an right. issue. Well, I mean, that's true. When I moved here, I flew in, and You're looking- I remember landing, and I saw cows, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy! I won't be here for long. I can't. I just ain't. I know. I I don't know anything about this town, but it, this ain't me. Right? They tricked me. How right. do well, they have teams and why do they even have an airport? Right. I mean, where are we? We're in a field here in the middle of nowhere, and now I got to wait. How long to get to the city? And I maybe you know there's other cities with airports that are far away from the city. I don't know. This one certainly seemed like one of the. Right. One of the more egregious. I and mean, that problem hasn't been fixed, but at least the first impression now hopefully is a little better when you see it. Right. It looks a little more modern. So I was thinking, okay, that would probably be my number one. But then what's on your list after that? So now that you got a new, let's just call it a new airport. Mm-hmm. Now that you got a new airport, what is your what is now you think the most embarrassing thing? If you you know, if you've got someone that you're trying to show the city to is visiting from out of town or about right. your home city. What's the most embarrassing thing? And I found a lot of people talking about like the uh, list of the most embarrassing things about their states, mm-hmm. saying, and it was a lot of stuff like you know we fly Confederate flags and stuff like that. But I was thinking specifically about your city that you're well, you know presumably have some pride for. Uh, maybe right. you don't, but maybe you do. But there are things about it that you want it to do better. You right, wish, sure. wish it could improve. So, what is the top thing for me? It would have been the airport. I think now, and I know this is a big hot topic right now, but. The, the 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 stadium the baseball stadium yeah. and the view honestly right, no, getting right. there and then the view from sitting inside the stadium and the fact that we're still like gambling is basically legal everywhere right it literally is legal on your phone like it's right like i know it's not in certain states it's not in Missouri, but like it's universal and if and if it's not universal it's coming right it's, it's like, coming it's to like your state weird. right yeah. The fact that you're like, somebody, if somebody's like, hey, let's go to the casino, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, they're still on the river. Like, right. that to me is like, so stupid. you guys still, like, we all did that like 30 years ago, but you guys are still doing that? Like, right. you still got to drive to a boat? A river, right, a boat right. on the river, which... Why aren't they just downtown? I think that's no always sense. like, you know, whenever my mom comes, she always wants to go to the casino, and I'm always like, well, you got to drive all this place... Go down to the industrial area to get next to the river, where industry belongs, by the way, because it's a big, polluted river. 
And I understand loopholes, and you can say, well, gambling was illegal, but they couldn't make, you know, they didn't regulate what we did on the water, but you didn't even do it on the water. You built a moat right. next to it. How is that a loophole? Right. So if the state or whatever it is, the county, whoever just put allows the casinos in a baseball just, stadium yeah. downtown, just do it. Yeah. Like, you agreed to. pretending not that. Just do it. Yes. You, this Exactly. We pretended long enough. Right. Like, pretended like, well, they found a loophole. No, they didn't. You let them put it next right. to the river anyway, and it doesn't Let's move. Put the casinos it's not a on the ball field downtown. Let people yes. go down there and hang out. Yes. Do that. And the, and the stadium, I think part of it is the drive to the stadium. I think they're nice and they're nice looking stadiums. Oh, but yeah. I think when you get into that stadium and you look out and you just see that hotel that may or may not be open, I'm not sure. And then the young men's Christian or whatever that is, Fellowship right. of Christian Athletes, I'm not sure what that building is. We've all seen it. That's yeah. like the one thing. There used to be and you used to joke around about it, the Denny's, but I don't think the Denny's right. has been there for so. years. So it's a closed Denny's now, is what you right. see. It's like ah, and I know, is it worth you can do we what? do we have the money for it? Is it blah blah blah? Yes. Uh, all for a view. Yes. I, I get it. It's it's uh may, maybe it's not the most important thing People in my mind. About that. What do you mean not the most? Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know what all our tax dollars goes to. We can at least all agree, left and right, that they're misappropriated. Absolutely. How about we use some of those tax dollars that we pay to make the city more fun, the things more enjoyable? Like I actually, instead of telling me all the stuff that it goes to that never happens, like roads or whatever, I could actually go to the stadium and take someone- my money for that. Like, I enjoy that. Take it. Yep. And someone will be held accountable at least to see that it gets built. Now, you may say, like, oh, well, we, we were promised that we get a team and we don't get a team. I get those arguments, and that's fine. Right. But it is a tangible thing. If you say, we're going to vote on this tax to get you know, fix the roads, and then the roads never get fixed, it's like, who do I call about that? It's right. like, you call your mother and shove it up your, You know, forget about <laughs> right. it. And like, well, I guess we're just done with that. But call your we, mechanic because you need your wheels exactly, fixed. Exactly. Right? Like, oh, so do we get rid of that tax? No, we didn't get rid of it. Right. We actually raised it. So at least with the same, like, we're already. We're already, and you can tell me we're spending too much money, taxes are too high. Fine, I'll, I'll go with you there. But at least the stadium ha- gives us something to show for it. Because right. we don't, we already don't have the other stuff. Right. So the roads, like you said, they already suck. So uh, my thing, I think, would probably be stadium. The casinos, I guess I don't go to the casinos. Well, put them all anymore, down but, there. Then you would. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If they I get put it. casinos downtown with the stadium, you would go to the casino beforehand, even if you went to go get something to eat, walked yeah. around. Stayed, had some drinks, gambled a little bit, went to a ball game. Like now, I go to a ton of ball games. I drive from Johnson County to the stadium. I eat in the stadium. I spend my money in the stadium. I go back. I get in my car and I drive back to Johnson County. Yeah. Who benefits from that? Nobody. Right. Right. No, I get it. It's, you know, uh, if it was downtown, I go with my kids. We go early. You're right. You know, the businesses are actually right. capitalize on the fact right. that, yes, you get no. more employees, more workers. Like the whole thing just make, just do it. Yep. After that, honestly, so now that you got the airport, if you get the stadium situation fixed, I, I was thinking about it, like after that, it's all kind of icing on top. You got the arena downtown, you got that stuff. So what's left for me is like, well, you know, if you want to add cool stuff, that's all cool. But I honestly think that that would probably fix the main gripes I've had. Light about, rail. You want light light rail? Light rail. A streetcar expansion? Yeah. You know, I'd rather them do. I like the idea of the streetcar. It's cool. But I'd rather just have them do light rail. Yeah. Just get on Kansas and Missouri. Just start talking to each other yeah. and get stuff from the airport to Johnson County, from Johnson County to downtown to Lee Summit, right? Let's just make a big loop that people can get on the goddamn thing and go. They yep. can go... You know, from the plaza to, you know, everywhere. And that way, if you get off at the airport, you can experience the city and it's light rail. And I know because it's two states, it's a little bit harder, but figure it out. No, I Just know. do I it, agree. right? Like, you know, 
Like they built in Seattle while we were there. They were building it. You get on the airport, you can go to different cities, yeah. you know. Like, I like the idea. The, the, the streetcar is cool, but that streetcar going all the way to Lenexa is, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not how, I mean, I don't know how long that would take. I don't know either. I know Just build the light rail. It goes above everything. You can build it. Yeah. Just do it. I know they're expanding that now. That's another one it's of those things really that cool sounds nice. Expand it down to like it UK does look good. And plaza. It's going to be really cool. Because yeah, I know I think it will. I just think you know there's enough but, people again in Johnson yeah, County and everywhere County. else. Just mm-hmm. you know, and least some who probably never get on it. So sure. right, yeah. just build it. And if you wanted to build it all to a hub where the streetcar is, great. Sure. I think every single place that you have that that park and ride for the for the public bus, which mm-hmm. exactly. every suburb has one. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's your station, yeah. and that you know, I'm not saying it has to make ten stops in Lee Summit, but at least it goes to right, that park yeah, yeah. and ride, goes exactly. to the Longwood Park. That's it. But that's another one of those things where I think, yeah, I'd love to have it. But even if they approved it, I go, well, I'm not going to see that in my lifetime. How many hundreds of years right. to take that? But I know that honestly, I probably will because I mean, with the the streetcar, they're already expanding. Right. It looks like they're doing it pretty quickly, and with the stadium, for whatever reason, maybe it's just because I've seen so many pictures of it now, and I've sort of got the taste in my mouth. I'm like. Let's get this done because, right. yeah, and, yeah. and maybe it's being older too. I'm a little bit wiser in the sense, of like even if it takes until I'm 55 or whatever, I still want it. Damn it! But I'm so glad to have the, the airport. Detroit, your hometown, already had a sweet airport, yeah. one of the sweetest airports. When yeah, I don't right. know what year they redid that. It's not been what within 20 years, yeah, right? for something sure. like that. I mean, if you've never been, that's a monorail inside. It's awesome. Yes, and the the Westin. Hotel, hotel there that yeah. is like in the terminal. Yeah, so you can just the stay lobby there. is right there in Snowcone. You walk out of the lobby of your hotel, and it's mm-hmm. a big, nice lobby like any other big, nice hotel. Sure. And you walk right in. Oh, there's TSA as you're walking out of the lobby oh, wow. into the yeah, wow. just walks you straight into the yeah. It's it's pretty cool. But congratulations to uh, Kansas City for yeah, at least right? taking care of the airport thing. Absolutely. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on? Oh, not much. Okay, talk to me. Uh, how do you feel about working overnights? I loved it when I did it. How long did you do it? I've done it two, two separate occasions. I, I did it once in, well, more than once in radio. Several times in radio, I did the overnight shift, and then one time I worked at that call center. 
Oh, the call center. The call center was my favorite. What were the hours there? Like two overnights? Uh, No, it was every night, five nights a week. Okay. And I think I worked from like, you know, 11 to 6 or something. It was great. Okay. So it was... Nobody called. Nobody was in there. There's no manager. Yeah. It's like eight people. Yeah. Part of that too, though, I wonder if with age, does it get harder? Because I think at 21, if I was, if I had a shift like that, not only could I get stuff done, but I, I don't I didn't feel like at least that I needed that much sleep at 21, so I could you know probably still hang out with my friends and not be overly tired all the time. Although I say that, well, I, you work, know, I think it did I keep you out of trouble because you were like you know you're doing less, right? I mean, you got yeah, go to can't work go out about I mean, the I time go, that people got to go to work, so it does keep you out of trouble a little bit too. Well, this thing that I was reading this morning said that people who who work overnights and have done it for a while, they seem to be true converts. Like they get to a point, and maybe that's just. That's because they stuck with it, and so these are the people who like it. But they basically, once they've done it for a while, this is what they would prefer to do. And they're talking about the benefits of it. I mean, one of the obvious benefits is that a lot of places will say, we pay more for you to work. Yeah, I think I got shift. more money because they offered me, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I think that was like one of the top uh, things was like, well, I, I get paid more to work overnight, so that's a pretty obvious one. Uh, but other things were things that I think we've experienced having being lucky enough to have this job as long as we have and doing afternoons, which is um, – Basically, when we get on the road to come to work and when we leave work, and we don't live like, you know, in LA or anything, there's not bad traffic, but I never deal with what traffic there is in the city. So on the days that I do, I forget that it even exists. I'm like, I will tell people there's no traffic in this town at all. And then on those weird weekdays, we might be off work or something, and I'm, I'm running this room like, why can't I move? Right. And then oh, I realize, I oh, it's rush hour. People Jesus. drive in this all I get the time. So it angry. Sucks. I'm like, this sucks. We're just so spoiled that we don't have to deal with it. So I totally get that as being a benefit. They and then say, the overnight thing that depends on what city you live in too. So I've done overnights like when I lived in Florida, and it's worse because. There's nothing going on, but when I did it in Detroit, it was great because there were bars that would open up in the morning just for overnight overnight workers because there's so many union workers. So there were strip clubs that opened up at six in the morning, you know, bars on lakes, whatever you wanted. There was stuff and they were packed. It was, you know, people who worked the overnight shift. There's so many of them that now you just switch your day. So I get, you know, off at six. I'm at the bar by 7 a.m. I drink till noon. Yeah, you know, and then go home, pass out. So I guess actually, people, these people that do it, they said that making more money and uh, not having to deal with rush hour traffic, any of that, those two things were actually tied. But that wasn't their top thing. Their top thing, I guess, was just overall that it's the where they work tends to be a lot more quiet at night. There's fewer well, people there for do. most of them. Yeah, and I'm trying. Like my dad worked nights for a long time. He did not work true overnights. I don't. Well, maybe they, I don't think they call that overnights. He worked from. I think he went to work at like 5 p.m., somewhere around there. And then he got home somewhere around midnight or after midnight. So I, I yeah. in my mind, that's like a night shift. My mom would call it overnights. So I'm like, well, he he does get home and go to bed the same night that we do. Right. It's a little bit later. And, yes, we never see him in the evenings during the week uh, unless, you know, we were to stay up super late. But I don't. that to me isn't an overnight. That's just uh, that's like an evening shift or right. a night shift. To me, overnights is... Yeah, you, you know, you're working in the middle of the night, and that's yeah. and that's your shift. And so, I would assume that most of these places are a lot, a lot less busy, with the exception of like maybe I don't know NORAD. Maybe NORAD has just as many people working during the night as they do during the day to keep an eye out for missiles. But I have a feeling it's probably quieter there too. I have a feeling right. in all those places, the National Weather Service. I'm just guessing in the middle of the well, night. Well, sometimes they call people. you in at that call center. 
And, you know, they'd be like, hey, we need you to help on, you know, Saturday morning or something, right? And they'd pick up an extra shift. I'd go in there. It'd be busy, man. Yeah. That place was full. There's a big sign up there, like 27 people in queue or something. I'm like, Jesus. Right. When I went in overnight, it'd be like, one call come in, somebody would answer it. Like, it was, yeah. you know, there was nobody that never said in. I, thought, I didn't know that in queue sign worked. Right. right? It's, a, was like, it's a different yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I worked at Walmart, and I had to get there at like 3 in the morning. And they were open 24 hours a day, right? but there was nobody there at 3 mm-hmm. in the morning. I mean, once in a blue moon, some guy would show up and be like, hey, where are the ironing board covers? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think during training, they were like, don't forget where the ironing board covers are? Right. I work in the pharmacy. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Uh, but then once it started to get you know, like 9 a.m., 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and customers really started coming in, I was like, God, this, is, this sucks. This is a completely different job right. because now I'm dealing with customers, whereas you know, the night I was basically there by myself. Me and that other overnight guy who ended up taking me to Perkins. And then the overnights on radio, on man, back, you know. Back when that was the back in, common back thing. Back in the day. Yep. That was, a, that, was a, that was a shift. Call Misty for me. I mean, someone was listening. Man. Oh, someone yeah. Someone was calling. And then they were usually, you know, they call around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. They were lonely and drunk. Yep. You know, and you were, only you were an hour away. Yep. You know, that was one of those things. You're like, okay. Yeah. A lot of just stranger people, you know, a whole different vibe. Like, you know, like, you know, hey, me and my wife are up listening to you, wondering if you want to come over. I'm like, yeah. What time are you yeah. going to stay As a matter of fact, I'm 22 and I do. <laughs> yes, I, I'd, I'd like to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure that out. Uh, you know, they're like, all right, we live in a farm on I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm in. Where now I think back, like, you know, right. if my kids said he did, I'd be like, are you insane? Right, of course. Don't they're going to murder you. But to me, I'm like, I don't know how far away this is. I'm driving. Let's go. I'd be stressed with my kid working overnight uh, in general, I think. I don't know why, but there's just something about it. You know, it's who's out there at night? It's a little di- different crowd. Sure, there's fewer of them. Mm-hmm. There's a slightly different audience. I was thinking for me, now, I well, did more. I hated that schedule. That's not the mornings same to me worst. as overnights because you're stuck in this weird in-between. Yeah, mornings is the worst. Where you're, I got, you know, to work at like three or four in the morning, but then, you know, that's not, that's not a, you can't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. You can't wake up at three or three thirty or whatever and say, mm-hmm. that's a night's sleep. You can't do that. But also it takes me so long to wake up. I couldn't wake up at five o'clock and just come to work. I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't be awake, you right. know, to, to go on the air at six a.m. So I had to completely change my schedule, and I hated it. I never did true <laughs> overnights. I was a lot closer with the Walmart thing, and I didn't right. mind that because it was peace and quiet, and I was kind of, you know, I was yeah. also young, so maybe that's part of it. It, it wasn't as hard on me. I don't know, but but for me, I think I'm a night person already. I think all three of us here are night yeah. people, and I know they say that's genetic, but I also think that there's a, a, an element to being a night person. Because I've thought this out, like, why is it that at nighttime I'm so awake, and then in the morning yeah. I don't want to do anything, and that's when I can actually do stuff. Because right. at night I'll find myself at one in the morning, like, wish I could go to the bank now and take care of that right. thing or whatever. I think part of what makes me a night person is the fact that at nighttime, and this says a lot about, I guess, your personality and your choices in life, but like, no one, once I hit midnight, I'm not worried about someone coming and knocking on the door to serve me papers. I'm not worried about creditors Free. calling. I'm not, you know, you're not worried about uh, your family. Like, hey, do you want to go last minute uh, dinner plans? Wherever, right. none of that. You don't have to. Your phone's not going to ring. No one's coming over. You've made it at least until morning. You know, it's kind of that sense of like that's weird. I'm man. being left alone. I don't ever now. think like that. I, I I definitely do. And it took me a while to realize that that's part of what it was. But it's part of the stress of waking up in the morning. It's like. 
oh god, what if somebody's looking for me? You know, who knows what I'm supposed to be doing? Just that I, constant. I would not want to live in your head. It's man. not fun. It's just a constant. It's not fun. It has moments. I just, there was something else you were talking about the other day where I was like, what is wrong with you? It was when I said that I realized I was getting older and I thought my parents wouldn't love me anymore. When I oh said, yeah, you know, I like you're just thinking like man, body hair. I wake up in the morning. I hope my parents don't ask me to do anything, <laughs> but also I hope they don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Like what a there's no guilt at night because what, you? I, I always have this feeling like I should be doing something else, you know, with, with my life or in that moment specifically. And at nighttime, it's like, well, there's really nothing else you could be doing right now. So with the exception of like you're watching a show, I guess you could be reading a book, but really there's not much more you could be doing. There's nothing open. There's nothing you could be accomplishing. You can't go mow the lawn because you're not a psycho. Right. It's two in the morning. They'll call the cops. So, you know, you're allowed now to just sit here and do this without feeling any sense of like you should be doing something else. I know you don't have that as much as me or anywhere close to no. it, but you have to have some of that. Like on a weekend. It's not like that, an like, idea of like freedom. That's not like my, I don't ever feel. I'm being honest. Like I, like I know what you're saying, but yeah. I, I've never put those two together until you just said it. Okay. So I don't it could be. think like that. It could be subconscious maybe. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can just stay here and not think about yeah. anything. Yeah, or it's just genetic, you know? It like wouldn't, said, but I, like, I just like to stay up, you know? I, I don't know. Snow Cone, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. One, one o'clock in yeah, the morning? Like, if you look at your phone, you know, you don't. there's not that stressed feeling of like, did I, I get what you're saying, but happening. I don't feel like a stressed feeling when I look at my phone at five o'clock. Oh, okay. it's like yeah. I'm not like, oh no. Yeah, I guess I idle. A it's little not high. as much like I want to get things done, like you said, go to the bank. It's that I, I, I want to, you know, mess around on the internet or just watch movies. It's like I'm just, I'm. I'm oh, you don't have the thought of like, boy, I sure wish now I could go to the DMV because I'm no, wide I, awake I never, and I've got plenty of energy. Think that get that stuff done that I've been putting off forever. I think that at night. You think that at least, don't you, Lazo? Like, I wish I could get some of that stuff done now. I wish it, no, no, never. No. No. I, never think I that thought that was a normal thing for, uh, for night owls. I figured that was a normal thing. I do thing. when I have to. Uh, this is when I'd rather be doing stuff. And after COVID, it was like... The only thing I do think sometimes when I'm up at night is like, I should go to bed. Yes, I got to do well, that DMV yeah. thing. That, I'm not going to do it because yeah, yeah. it's 4 o'clock in the morning and I've still got the third episode of this Murdoch trial to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's I don't think about it the other way. Like, I wish I could do it now. I think about it like, mm, dumbass, here we are again. Yep. It's 2.30 in the morning. Yep. Yeah, and that's probably why you know I'm in that predicament and in that mindset in the right. first place is because I'm enjoying that 1 to 3 a.m. a little too much when I probably should be in bed. I don't know if it makes a difference. So I've tried it. I've gone to bed at midnight, and what happens when I wake up at 8 a.m.? I'm like, I'm just going to sleep so longer. Yeah, I'm just going to sleep longer. I still don't want to deal right. with any of this. The Church, the Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, doom scroll. All right, Snowcone, this first story is all you because you're the expert here. Oh. Brian Koberger. Yeah. yeah. The suspect in the Idaho murder case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a big deal when I they... thought... Were... Okay. What? Nothing. I don't... I get people's names mixed up. Me too. I thought maybe he was the guy who took guns to Wisconsin. What's his name? Oh, it's Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Good. Recall. Brian Koberger, Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, gee, Alex. I mean, yeah, it's hard to remember much. all of them. It, yeah. it is too much. Co- Rupert Murdoch, Alec Murdoch, Kyle mm. Rittenhouse. I don't. Okay, who did what? So uh, Rittenhouse shot a skater, uh, right? Yeah, at the pro- at the BLM protest, I think. Yeah, and. Uh, Koberger? Koberger may have... Allegedly killed four college students in Idaho. Stabbed some college students. Yeah. And uh, Murdoch, just a good old boy. They're having some fun. (laughs) I actually don't know how that song goes. Uh, 
So Which one, Rupert or Alex? Which uh, one's a good old Alex boy? Alex's a good old boy. Got just it. having some fun. Uh, the Koberger story, obviously been kind of quiet for a while because they're just waiting for this trial, but uh, the the big thing at one point was when they released that information about, wasn't it the search warrant, Snow Cone, that everyone was reading through and showed all the stuff that was found? No, it was the probable cause affidavit. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. And it was like six pages. 17 pages. Okay, because I remember Christ. Brooke read the entire thing. I was like, "You're reading Same. all that?" Yeah, she's it's like, "Yeah, well, super interesting." Don't you don't you want to know it for work? I was like, "Sure, if you're going to read it." He, Is he making a I documentary? Don't I don't know. <laughs> when he and like, Julia remember 17 pages, like that's pretty specific. Yeah, I don't know. I just good for I, you. I'm fascinated by the hey, case. Hey, I'm not. Uh, I'm not no, I know. Balls. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. wow, that is into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. When when Julia when we talked to Julia that day and she brought, I it could up, watch everything about it and read you. everything about it. I'm like, I think it's in Idaho. Right. I, <laughs> I, I'm I the think, same way. Like, yeah. I forgot everything that happened on the Murdoch thing, and I'd been following it. I'd watch right. the Datelines, and then when I watched the documentary, I'm like, oh yeah, they made. Oh yeah, the guy getting hit by the car. All that stuff. I just forget about it. Snowcone's like 17 pages uh, as the <laughs> affidavit you're thinking of. That was the correct length. Then use some big term for it. What'd you say before that? Probable cause affidavit. Yes. Okay. I've never heard of that. You should have gone to school, man. You probably would have been pretty good at it. It was basically them saying, like, here's the well, here's like the limited amount of info we have that we're going to release to the public that shows we have reason to bring and it, charges. That's when we guy. learned about it's not everything, the knife all they sheath and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and the touch DNA on the button yep, snap. And, yep. yeah. So now, Touch DNA on the button snap? Yeah, the button snap for the knife. What the hell's the a button snap? It had a sheath. The knife had a sheath and had a button snap. Oh, like a leather case? Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. thank you. Like yeah. one of those random. You have to dumb this down for somebody who doesn't do a lot of <laughs> knife hunting, okay? Did you have one of those when you were a kid, though, one of those Rambo knives? No. Is that a K-bar? What's that? Is that what they're called? That's what they're called. It's like a they're issued. It be a they're issued to Marines. Wouldn't apparently. it be a T bar? It's K I K A dash B A R. I think they're standard Ooh. issue to Marines. Well, that's Ooh. the other thing too. Is everyone said, well, like a know, Rambo knife? Yeah, like a Rambo knife. Like a Rambo knife. Got it. Everyone said, well, he, you know, the the victims were stabbed, so there's a most likely good chance that the perpetrator cut themselves. So that's usually the case, but. Mm-hmm. That's not when you got one of those rainbow knives. That's because people most times in these stabbing crimes, they grab a kitchen knife or something, and then there's no guard on it. And when they get bloody, their hand slides down and cuts them. So I don't know if uh, with Brian, it looked like there actually wasn't because he was using, what did you say it's called? A K-bar? K- I think it's knife? K-bar. Yeah. And uh, that, so they just happened to find touch DNA. How did he leave behind touch DNA as this criminologist? Did he want to get caught? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, like, was he trying to prove well, how, how much he could get away with? Touch button. The button. Yeah, he left, he the leave button the, of touch. He left the sheath He behind. left it there. Why? He, Don't know. He was in a hurry, probably. Or was he like, well, I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't you be like, there's some things that I get you leave behind that you get caught on. Right. Well, you know, you think you've seen on TV, but like you smoked a cigarette outside or something. You're like, God damn it. I knew not to do then that. I, gotta, I knew not to put my lucky strike well, out his here. His cell phone like, indicates but, like leaving back. part of the murder weapon seems like, that would be the thing that I would grab. Like if they were like, hey. Uh, yeah, or like the guy got caught with a shoe print. They're like, there's only ten of these shoes in the world. You're like, God damn it! Or, yeah. OJ with a shoe too, right? Like all those things. But I get getting caught that way. But like, yeah, I left part of the murder weapon. It looks there. like he went back. His cell phone pinged like the next morning. So there's speculation that he went back to either see if people, had, you know, was there media there? Was there ambulances? But also, it could be to retrieve the sheath if no one had been there. But right. he left mm, it. Okay. Oh, that sounds vaguely Retrieve familiar. the sheath is a Retrieve great metal band name. <laughs> now that emo's Ret- over, yeah. Yeah, no, man. They are hard as Retrieve hell. Retrieve the sheath. Retrieve the sheath. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, so now they've... This is... 
a release of the arrest warrant for Brian Koberger. That's what was in the news this morning. Is that right, Snowcone? I don't know if you saw the news about this today, but I kept seeing Brian Koberger. It was name a search warrant for his parents' house. The search warrant for the parents' house. Is so they what? arrested him in Pennsylvania. He left Idaho with his dad, went to Pennsylvania, where he got pulled over twice on the way for I Christmas. That. Yeah, got pulled Did over. Did his dad twice. help him? No. No, so dad didn't know the dad. The dad flew to Idaho and they drove back together. To and he had murdered before the dad. Yes, yes. before the oh, dad came, it. and he was home for Christmas basically, and that's where they arrested him. So they searched his parents' house and they released a search warrant. For he the lived in like house. the Poconos, right? Yeah, no, it's beautiful there. I, my whole life until probably like five years ago, I thought Poconos was in another country. No. And I was watching some true crime thing like it I was in too. the Poconos Mountains, and I was like, I thought you said you were in Pennsylvania. Man. I had no idea. I, I was too. in Pennsylvania all the time as a kid. My uncle lived Oh, there. man, you'd I love it. You'd love it. to go. Oh, I'm all into it you now. Can I get, uh, go. You get the uh, hotel rooms with, uh, they have like a giant the champagne glass. And, yeah. And it's a hot tub. So you have to climb up and Perfect. get into a champagne glass in your room. Perfect. Oh, that's cool. Love yeah. it. Love You're it. You're going to love it. Yeah, it looks like that my is kind like of place. A, Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Like if you, if you told me we're taking two vacations every year, it's a cruise in the Poconos, I'd be like, of course he is. That yep. is his thing. It looks perfect. Uh, okay, so my I guess dad this took is my mother there for their honeymoon. And? Did she, well, did she I, complain about it? Did she say, I wish we would have had a real No, I think like now it's kind of, you know, a little cheesy, I think. Yeah, Although I think, like I think like the the resort areas are a little cheesy, but still like a re, like it's, you know, Pennsylvania's version of the Hamptons, I guess, if that's a thing, right? But it is because, you know, it's not too far from Philly, make a lot of money. But, um, you know, I think back then, like that was, that's, you know. My limited research, it looked like it shrunk quite a bit in so yeah. far as the amount of tourists and the amount of resorts yeah. or whatever you want to call them. But, and I think, I mean, did Brian Koberger live, did his parents live in the Poconos, or was it just I'm close? Sure. I, think, okay. I think it was close. Well, he's in the news today for something to do with this warrant. Now, when a newly unsealed search warrant, we're learning what else authorities took from his family home that morning. Among the items, a flashlight and medical gloves, an assortment of clothing, including a black sweatshirt and black and white Nikes, and a cheek swab, presumably for the suspect's DNA. According to two sources familiar with the investigation, NBC News learned investigators used forensic genealogy to zero in on Kohlberger, possibly using DNA recovered from a knife sheath found near the body of one of the victims. Boom, Snowcone, you nailed it. That part we already knew. All they really had today was that there was this stuff about the search warrant, mm-hmm. and I thought, ah, they're already trying to figure out what that next story is going to be because this Murdoch thing, maybe it's winding down, but also maybe they're like, people... I think part of the problem with the Murdoch story was that it was too much information. So even if that's the kind of thing that might interest you normally, like, oh, man, what happened with this guy at the resort that died? Was he killed? Was it suicide? But with the Murdoch thing, it just felt overwhelming, I think, to a lot of people. Like, wait, what? There was a, so there was a boat crash? No, wait, he got shot outside the road. Wait, he shot him or someone else shot him? Right. I don't exactly know. There was a kid who got, who got killed, though, or got hit by a car. Is that related? Yes, it is. Wait, how? Housekeeper. That's a long story. Yeah, the whole thing. So wait, the kid who they thought was related to the kid in the street is dead now? No, 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 that's the other kid. It's just a lot. And so you, even if you sat down to watch a two-hour-long Dateline, uh, those were mostly about the boat crash, you know? And, oh, right. And, so I feel like the Netflix thing did do a good job of finally putting it all together. And I think three episodes is probably, usually those things are, are stretched uh, a little too long uh, for time. No, they probably could have gone into more detail. They, they could have. I they think. certainly could have gone into more detail about what happened to the kid on the road. Yeah, I yes, was really curious absolutely. about Me too. I mean, I, you know, they went into it enough, but he, yeah. I was like, yo, what? There's Who more. found them, right? And what did they, you know? How? That's the first. A lot of them don't even mention that part of the story. And then they're just like, we think maybe uh, the brother and him did some gay stuff together. I'm like, right. well, that's not something we right. just right. like. Let's investigate that a little bit more. Right. Why do you think that? And then the girl's like, you know, being gay and a Murdoch would have been bad. And then they're like, 
So then what happened? Like, whoa, 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 right. whoa. Right. What about this kid? His, his shoes right. weren't tied, and they were on yeah. him in the middle of the road. And when she said she asked him about it, like, what their response right, was, yeah. like, okay, there's there's something there. Right. Yeah, and I've, I've seen multiple things about the Murdochs where they do not mention him at all. I found out about him originally through Brooke because of that podcast. She was like, wait, there's a kid who got hit by a car. She's like, yeah, but they think it's suspicious, and this happened before the... The uh, nanny, is that what you call her? Nanny? Housekeeper. Housekeeper, yeah. Yeah, they give her an award. I forget. What's that? It wasn't an au pair or a nanny, but they did say something. I don't think they called her a housekeeper either. They they call her something else? I think, but maybe. I can't remember. I don't know what the proper nomenclature. It was one of those things I think they at least said it once in there. It's like, oh, that's the southern version. It's not the French version. Or the nanny of the upper, this is a uh, Carolina version of what that is. It's not up here? It wasn't. I feel like that's European. Yeah. I know I heard someone say, I didn't read it, but somebody said that she was that they were paying her 10 bucks an hour when she died. I don't know if that was in the documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. But someone told me that and that she worked for them for like 20 like years. 20 years, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you pay a housekeeper. I have no idea. And I know maybe the reason rich people are rich part, partially is because they're good with their money and they're not frugal. Or the, you know, they're not, they're not wasting it and, the, and they are frugal. I don't know. But $10 an hour... Great. I agree. Great. You've been there for that many years. I don't know what it costs. I mean, what is it? A babysitter, part of the reason you you get a babysitter who's not old enough to get a job is because they'll work for, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, $3, $4 an hour. Now I'm guessing, what would you think? What do you pay a babysitter now, a high school kid, to come over and babysit a kid? People on Twitch will know. Well, you got to say 15 is kind of the standard minimum uh, but wage, 15's right? 15's what you make is as minimum wage at Home Depot. The thing about babysitting was that you did it for far less than minimum wage before at least care less. Of my kid, I mean, I, should I know. Be, you know. It's a weird thing, but you would get paid less than whatever the minimum wage was at the time, and I always thought that's why they do this with high school kids. They're not even enough to work. Some sort of agreement that you can have them work for less than minimum wage as long as they're not actually like old enough I had to work. One, I would say 15. Just 15 bucks an hour for a babysitter? I made uh this was in like 1996. I, I made. Uh, they started me at uh, two dollars an hour, and I went up to three dollars an hour. People on our chat are saying I don't it's, ever do it's it. like twenty to twenty-five to thirty, twenty to thirty range. For, now. I don't twenty ever to do thirty it. for a babysitter. That's what people on Twitch are well, saying. I never did it for like an hourly wage. It was always just like, uh, hey, week. you know, come over here, watch your kid, and I'll throw this amount of money at you. Okay. Okay. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, I don't know when. I don't know when I'm. I don't know if I'm coming. I don't know when I'm coming back. Right? Like. Is this fair? This is what it's worth you know to me. I mean? Yeah. I'm going to go. If I'm going to be gone longer than, you know what I mean? If I'm going to go out all day and be at a ball game and then, you know, it'd be more, right? Well, yeah. come over, I'll give you 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 100 bucks school. Okay, fine. Um, the Alec Murdoch thing is winding down. I, I, I don't know if they finished today or not or if they're about to finish. I know that the jurors were supposed to go out there. I'm just looking at updates here and I saw that uh, the prosecutor said that Alec Murdoch. Shot his wife Maggie while she was running to her baby. She was coming to check on Paul, and uh, but I thought she was also shot in the back. Wasn't she too, right? shot so in the back? I think she was both, wasn't it? So and again, this is it's too much information. Like and it broke right here. She'd be like, "This is what happened." She, she was shot was, running away. Yes, but well, she also had a look like front, being right? running away. That's what they made it sound like, at least. Yeah, they said that they that the one lady journalist said that she was positioned in a in a position that made it look like she was running away. Yeah. And she was shot by some sort of AR-15. I'm not yeah. a weapons guy, but they call but a, a blackout AR-15. I don't know what that is. It's a rifle. I mean, and it then, wasn't a shotgun. Oh, but it was like a military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't weapon people are going to get mad. A military machine gun right, of some right, sort. Right, right. And then uh, he was shot in the chest by a shotgun. Right. 
Uh, it says, after an exhaustive investigation, there's only one person who had the motive. Who it was all written in a 17-page affidavit. That I, that I <laughs> who had the opportunity to commit these crimes and whose guilty conduct after these crimes betrayed him. Um, this was apparently said today. There was a gathering storm. The hounds were at the gate. Uh, when Murdoch allegedly used that? a shotgun, this is that? the prosecutor talking about, I guess, the motive for him shooting these people. You know, you got to give that big the southern... The were at the gate. Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of the jury, let me tell you what was happening here. <laughs> uh, I guess that's Louisiana. Uh, Close enough. That was a gathering storm. The hounds were at the gate. This man <laughs> was at his wit's end. He had no way out. Well, yeah, yeah, so it man. says he decided to... If you're in at trial and they start talking like that, you're like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I am done. Use a shotgun to blow off the head of his 22-year-old son, Paul, and a rifle to execute his wife, Maggie, 52, on the family's hunting estate known as Moselle on June 7th. 2021, water set. No, with the you exception of oh, this morning, jurors are taking a trip outside the courthouse to, to, to visit the sprawling hunting property of disgraced attorney Alec Murdoch. The defense successfully arguing the jury view of the crime scene where Murdoch's wife Maggie and son Paul were murdered will help them understand the layout of the area near the dog kennels. All right, so there you go. I've seen that before. Yeah, they said it well, the exception of like some sort of insurance policy. Yeah. What is his motive to kill right. both of them? Like, I still haven't figured that out. I mean, I know he's in trouble. I know she wants a divorce. And I know he didn't give the money away, and they've got him for stealing all the money from the law firm, right? But what does Paul have to do? Like, why shoot Paul? And Right? Like, I don't. I still don't understand. Yeah, I've heard a couple I feel of like theories, there are, like, you know, the reasons for other people to kill him. Her right. looking into his... Or at least Paul. Yeah. Her looking Definitely into his illegal, right. her looking into his illegal activity with the forensic account and all that, the money that was stolen and those things, and that, that maybe she I would understand. be willing to go against him. I understand. Yeah. I did hear one of those lawyers. I don't think it's one that's actually. But he was trial, already busted. One of the people. Who, like it's not like he was. He could silence her. He was. He was. They already knew about the not giving the money to the four point nine million dollars to the uh, child housekeeper, uh, yeah, right. yeah, caretaker or whatever. Right. Yeah. So he's already in trouble. Like I don't know. I mean. Maybe he's just that guy, but it didn't make like a lot of sense on why he would shoot either one of them. Uh, like I, you know, what, you know, it's already it is what it is, and you're not worried about not giving her any money because they're going to take all your money. You already know. Like he's a lawyer. Yeah. It's not like he would have thought like, oh, I'm going to get out of this. All I got to do is shut her up. Like that's not real. Here's what they say for motive. Murdoch had also had a June 10th hearing because right before this they mentioned that on the day of the killings. The chief financial officer of Murdoch's former law firm, then known as Peters Murdoch, uh, Parker, Eltros, and Dietrich, confronted him over missing fees. Uh-huh. Says motive. Murdoch had also had a June 10th hearing over his finances related to a multi-million dollar wrongful death lawsuit stemming from the 2019 boat wreck. Paul Murdoch uh, had drunkenly crashed his father's boat. We know that. Yeah. Here's the quote. The pressure on this man... The pressure on this man, they were all reaching a crescendo the day his wife and son were murdered. This was like nothing he's ever experienced. He's always been one step ahead of the game. It was these overwhelming pressures that led a man of singular prominence and respect in this community to slaughter his own family. The Slains temporarily solved his problems. They no, one, no one was asking about his missing fees anymore. The boat crash uh, hearing had been canceled. So they're saying it's a distraction. You know, now there's sympathy I guess that's what they're saying. Like, that seems like a stretch. I mean, I'm not Probably. saying he didn't do it. He could just be, you know. I'm with you. I'd, I'd like to know. He just was pissed and she was getting a divorce and Paul wouldn't quit getting in trouble. He like they snapped. kept saying that. He just kept drinking. He's like, you, I'm, I'm going to kill all you people. That, at least if they just said he snapped and was pissed at everyone and started killing people, 
But like some sort of motive of uh, he already knew it was out. Everything was out. It was done. Yeah, the the idea that he snapped at Paul, I thought was interesting. That lawyer saying they could have he could have said something and been like, you, know, right. you kidding me? We're in this mess because of you, whatever. He shoots him, and then Maggie Sees comes it, to check. Yeah, he's coming away. to look. It's a long ways from the house. Okay, that I could sort of understand. But to or say it like, could be I'm the other way around, or the other way. But to say I'm going to kill them. The both. other way around could be he's arguing with Maggie because she's going to turn him in and divorce him. He's like, what are you doing? This was all ours. Now I'm going to go to jail. You're not going to have any money. Why would you even do this? It's your money too. Yeah. And they so they start arguing. And then he shoots her. I think if she was Paul's dead at the Paul house, sees they it, said that, right? Yeah. I think if she'd been killed at the house or right next to the house, I think that probably would the have fact been. That the she was running away makes me think you know, she'd Paul come down was first there and, and she saw it and ran away. And we know that they'd been at the kennels or because he of the Snapchat to her, and then Paul confronted him, and that's why he shot him yeah. close up. Yeah, like also, she's running away. Like you're an insane person. He's like, yeah, I shot her in the back. And Paul's like, what are you doing? Why'd you shoot mom? And he shoots him too. Like, what, what about, and I'm sure this has been brought up, but I, and I think I may have even asked, but what about like Paul shooting his mom and then, yeah, because there's two guns used mm. and, and I don't, you know, exactly know why. The, the problem why with, would, yeah, I, I don't uh, know. You know, that's an interesting thing. Paul Just shoots his mom because he's pissed at her about because, something. well, because she's turning in the dead. I guess, yeah. Right? Like, what are you doing? You're going to ruin his family. They get into it. He shoots her. But then why does Alex shoot Paul? Right. With a shotgun in the face. I don't, I don't know. It says he's accused of swindling nearly $9 million from That's his, a really uh, good twist. I like that. That Paul shot Former him. law firm. They may have addressed that at some point. Oh, man, we could be talking about this. The defendant became so addicted. If I was an attorney, I'd start there. Mm-hmm. The, Paul did this. This has got to be the prosecutors. The defendant became so addicted and so dependent on a velocity of money that millions of dollars in legal fees he was receiving were not enough. It says Waters portrayed Murdoch as a master manipulator who lied easily to his vulnerable clients and uh, to the jurors of the courtroom when he testified. Yeah, that's still not much of a for no. motive. You gloss over the motive. Well, I'm not saying he didn't quick. do it. Don't it's get me wrong. I'm not a Alec Murdoch apologist. I'm like, the storm this hasn't showed to me why the he did it. The skies were red. Right, but it's like this <laughs> happened... How long had it been since the boat wreck? A year? Uh, a couple, I think. Yeah, Maybe a couple, a couple years. years. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's the other thing. When you're looking back at the story, you, it, you go, oh, well, this, well, this. Yeah, but there was a gap there. So it's well, the one like person who's not going to tell, if they would have said one of the girls died or his best friend got shot at the farm, I'd be like, mm, boy, it's like, but Paul's not going to tell on him. Did they, the boat wreck. Did they think, is it possible that, would that even be something that prosecutors would say, hey, if you help us give information on your dad in this other trial, we may lighten you. I wouldn't think so if over a, over a manslaughter charge or a murder charge. Well, right? I think if you're Paul, too, you're like, well, my dad's the, you're not gonna, my dad's the most powerful guy here. Yeah, yeah, true. Right? Like, I just don't see it. Yeah. yeah, it says husbands have been killing wives, unfortunately, for years, and husbands killing sons. When those pressures what if mount, the brother did someone it? becomes a family annihilator. What if the brother did it? I don't know. Maybe that's been addressed. Maybe someone on Twitch will know. Or like, that sounds feasible, about. right? I don't know. I mean, where he comes she was, home and the brother had done it. The brother, uh, you know, gets in an her. argument with Paul and her about how they're ruining dad because the brother's still tight with the dad, even though they're saying Paul oh, Buster, killed him. You mean, okay, did Buster do it? Right. They're saying even though they're saying Paul killed your mom and your brother, or Alec killed your mom and your brother, you're still taking calls from him, helping where, him spend money in Vegas. Like, where was Buster supposed to be? Was he at school? 
I don't know. I think he might have been back in school because his dad yeah, paid to get him back. Out of college, right? No, he got kicked out for plagiarism. But I think his yeah. dad there's there's a lot wow. of police fo- or a lot of phone calls from the prison what? that have been released where he was talking about getting him back in school. I don't know if he quit or not because Buster kept saying like, "Dad, because I don't want to do it." To go on a Buster did it like I did like OJ. Oh, right, go for it. Going the to the sons, here we go. Again. The rest of our the lives. Sons. No. Here we go. I'm about to go there. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Doom scroll. This is like your favorite thing, Laszlo, is people getting mad about, you know, uh, the prices of things going up. Their subscription to Netflix oh, getting yeah. raised. Uh, what was the thing last time? It wasn't Netflix. It was something just like it, though. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we had the same discussion then. People were outraged about the price of something going up. Well, I think it was Netflix. Was it Netflix again? I think it was. Is that yeah. what it was? Maybe it was well, Netflix. I think, had, I think it was the password oh, use. Yeah, the, the password use. That's what brought yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. So today, I saw this on like the Today Show. I was like, boy, you guys are really looking for something to talk about, I guess. And then I see that it's being talked about. So on Good Morning America, all the networks were talking about this, and I thought... You know what? I guess maybe this is big news, and I'm just not a loyalty rewards program kind of person because I'm uh-huh. not good at keeping my card around or whatever. But it was big news today that these loyalty reward programs at a lot of these different places are going to uh, start slashing their benefits, I guess, if you want to call it that, because uh-huh. they're you know, they losing money. One uh-huh. of the big ones I saw brought up multiple times was Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I guess they have a pretty good loyalty program. You know, I don't go there that often, so I don't know. I do go to Dunkin' Donuts. You've got one on the way to work. I can go to that one, but I have to go out of my way. Uh, I'm going to stop for coffee on the way in. Yeah. That's a good choice for me, that or scooters. Yeah. So I I would like one. I don't don't have one over by my house, but they must have a good uh, loyalty program. But they're talking about multiple companies with these reward programs, and that there are all of them or most of them are talking about how they are going to start reducing the perks because they need to save some money. Lizzie Lofters starts her day with coffee. I am a Dunkin'ista, you know, I live and die by Dunkin'. By signing up for their loyalty program, she usually received about two free drinks a month, but not anymore. Now I am barely getting one free drink per month. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they've done this to me. I pulled that just for that, for you, Laszlo. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe they've done this I can't to me. believe that she actually said those words. Now I'm barely getting over one <laughs> free drink. It's one free thing. <laughs> right. You're still getting free a free thing. <laughs> yep. I know. That's a free thing. Yep. I just People complain about free. It's insane. Yep. And I'm telling you, Duncan is getting bad press about this now, right? I guess. And these companies are. They seem Same to reason why, worse. if I got tickets to Mumford & Sons, one pair, I'd throw them out. Yeah. Like, if, I guarantee you there's coffee places or businesses who never did a loyalty rewards program who aren't catching any crap right now. That's true. Also, It's easier just not to give people stuff. Do you have to put out a press release about it? Could you just, like, slowly start making it harder to get stuff? I, maybe you do. Maybe maybe, maybe because the contract changes. I don't know. The companies like, they say Starbucks, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Chipotle, and others, all being um, hit by inflation. And so they will – oh, and travel rewards will be – lessened too i guess Ooh. because they've all these companies been hit by inflation unless it's one of those places where they just say like walgreens and you type in your phone number yeah then yeah i'll do that i don't I do carry it a card around you just touch in your phone number yeah i do it at the head shop so i get these points but i never use the points what do they give you at 7-eleven you get points like yeah but you, then you have to like uh download your the app yeah. which i did but then yeah. like i know i can go in now like i i, I buy 
my cigarettes there, my coffee there, right? I buy a ton of stuff at 7-Eleven. And one time I went in and the person was like, whoa, you got a ton of points, man. And I'm like, yeah, I need to use these, but I don't. Right. I know. It's a set. Well, I'm at Quick Trip at least once a day. And mm-hmm. I know they have an app, and I remember at one point someone would be like, oh, you know, do this, and then you can get some ice cream. I never did it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never did it because I knew. And uh, I was at Taco Bell the other day, and they were like, we ran out of beef, and we're really sorry. So here's these vouchers. And the vouchers were like, you know, next time you buy a taco, we'll give you a taco. Or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to use these. I'll be back right. here probably in a week. There's no way these will be with no. me. There's no way I will think to use them. No. And so I'd be I honest with you, I always tell them, just give it to the person behind me. Yeah, I didn't even if know. If I'm in line and they, they do that, I'm like, just give it to the next person. I don't. Yep, I, I'm totally with you. I have no like. I, there's no part of me that thinks I should try and hold on to these and I'll use them because I know that I won't. Is, lose maybe them. it's like you know, just a. It's not only a hassle thing. It's like I don't know if it's a self confidence thing or whatever. Like I'm like, I, hey, I it's not going to work. I got a coupon for a free title. Like, who gave this to you? What? I'm like, oh, it's no, embarrassing. Forget it. That's the fear. The fear is that they're going to say, you can't use this. What, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. What, 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 are you, were you born this morning? Are you seriously right. trying to use this in front of all these people? And you're like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll pay for it, please. So I just kind of avoid it. I also always think that i got to jump through some sort of hoop, and maybe you don't. When I was a kid, the big thing was the sub shops giving you, you know, they punch the cards, sure. and then you get a free sub. I think my mom carried those around. I don't remember you know, if she kept them around long yeah. enough to get the free subs, but I do remember my parents holding on to those. But that's the only thing. Now every place wants to know everything that you're buying, so they offer rewards if you just put in your phone number so they know who you are each mm-hmm. time. At the head shop, I do get free stuff. It's bad. It shows how much money I'm spending there because it seems like every other time I go in there, like, you want to use your $20 credit? I'm like, boy, I shouldn't be working up $20 credits this quickly. <laughs> There's no way that your rewards program is that great. i got to be spending way too much money. A teacher in Virginia has been awarded $5 million dollars. After she uh, sued the sheriff. Now, why do you think a teacher would be awarded $5 million after suing the sheriff? I don't know. Sheriff's department. Well, it was because she was accused of a crime, a crime that she says she didn't commit, and those uh, accusations were later dropped. Mm -hmm. And I could see how that could tarnish your career. Uh, She got $5 million in a civil case against a police official who arrested her in an early morning raid after a former student accused her of sexual abuse. Former Loudoun County teacher has won a massive lawsuit against the Loudoun County Sheriff and one of his deputies. In 2018, Kim Winters was charged for allegedly having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old former student. Then in 2019, those charges were dropped. But Winters' attorney says the damage had already been done, saying her reputation was ruined and she had lost her job. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. I can see that being an yeah. issue. Also, th- those are serious accusations, and they deserve serious follow-up. But w- after she was accused, they said in 2018 when that happened, authorities rammed into her house and into her bedroom, grabbed her from bed, and arrested her. Was this like a no-knock warrant? Isn't that what they make that sound like when they say rammed? Yeah. Into the, uh, grabbed her from bed and arrested her, leaving her to stand outside her house in handcuffs for all of her neighbors to see. Mm. She was then charged with indecent liberties with a minor by a person in a custodial Man, I should have sued Overland Park, man. I'm telling you. I would have gotten so much money. I really think I would have won. They would have settled. I wonder if there's a lawyer. Do I still have time? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, seriously, they... They, you see these stories. I mean, like how this, long and now do you have before you could sue them? Don't know. If I did something wrong, they could come get me, right? Mm-hmm. So limitation. there's a lawyer. I, I don't know. You know, whatever that is, just get that paperwork started. Yeah, because look, I know you weren't accused of uh, 
what she was accused of is worse. Sleeping with a student. But the but part of her arrested case, me in front of my right, neighbors. That's a huge part of her in case. Front of my she's son. saying, I was arrested in front of my house. And they put me in foot shackles. Right. And all my neighbors could see that. That's yeah. got to be a huge part of this. That's why they talked about it. She won five mm, million. Park, Even if you didn't win five million, you might have won 20, girl. Well, I might now. I could still, right? right. There's got to be a lawyer out there. Yeah, I don't know. So, someone. I, I'm not saying that a lawyer is listening. They probably do other things, but maybe someone listening knows a lawyer. Sure, so there, there's got to be a way because I do think after seeing that she won five million, ah, man, you say that didn't really hurt my reputation on Twitch, but you know, not to you and not to people listening, but my neighbors, they don't listen. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What's this guy getting shackled for?" Right? They could still think poorly. And of your me. kids saw it. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, I think you probably could have won some money. Just we know now. There's been so much talk in the last five Just years about police it. departments. Exactly, we know they set this money aside. For things like that, for lawsuits, and then they just settle, settle, settle. It happens all the grand, time. Twenty grand, I could see it. Yeah, I don't know if you would have got five million, but I don't think that that would have been your minimum to get involved in a lawsuit. I think if you'd known that you would have gotten ten or fifteen grand, you probably would have been interested in, in doing it. Especially if you were just if your lawyer's like, "Look, uh, I got your statement. I'll take care of it from here." Next thing you know, a week later, like, "Listen, I talked to them. They want to settle." You're, yeah. I'm guessing you'd say yes. So whatever it was, like we'll try and get him up a little. Whatever your lawyer says, I don't know. We'll get him up a little bit. It's not going to say that on air. That's for sure. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say that yet. Uh, Lazo is definitely a take it to trial kind of guy because uh-huh, he it, is. It's the principle. I always have been. It's about justice. Yeah. It's about justice. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I ain't scared. No, you're not going to intimidate him into uh, dropping those charges. Mm-mm. Not about the money. Yeah. Uh, did you guys hear the story about Volkswagen and the tracking and the police? And did you see anything about no. this? So. Uh, police were trying to track a stolen car that had a two-year-old child inside of it. Oof. woman had her car stolen while her kid was in the car, and, and, and she was pregnant, I think, at the time it happened. She calls the police. The police are like, well, it's a new enough car that we can uh, you know, locate it with GPS, just like they did with your car when it got stolen last yeah. They just you know, uh, call OnStar. And with uh, Volkswagen, they use some company, I think they're called uh, CarNet, Okay. Which is like a you know third party service, but they're the ones that track it. So the police are like, "Yo, we got to find this car. There's a there's a baby in the car and it's been stolen." And the company says, "Sure thing, but your uh, free trial ran out, so we're gonna need you to pay uh, to sign up for a mem- happen to me. for a membership." They did, they made you do it. Yeah. Oh, really? You had to pay for it too? Yeah. I, I guess never with paid the car being stolen, there's no kid in the car. You'd think with a kid in the car, they'd be like. Oh, there's a. I'll help you out. Yeah, there's a kid in the car. Yeah, and the, you know the. I'm sure they probably would, but for me, I was like, my car got stolen. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, can you track it? And they're like, yeah. Well, you don't have that service. And I was like, well, how much is the service? They're like ten bucks. I'm like, well, if I pay you for the service, then can you track it? And they're like, yep. Well, they asked it. They do it. Volkswagen's company asked for 150 dollars to track it. So I don't know if that's an annual thing or what. Mine Vol- could have been ten dollars a month, maybe. Right. Exactly. You know, whatever. Yeah. Volkswagen has now said that the incident is a serious breach of the process. That it has in place for emergencies, and they are addressing This morning, it. Volkswagen's vehicle tracking service is under fire after a carjacking in Illinois where police say a pregnant mother was attacked in her driveway. Officials say the woman took one of her kids inside, and when she went back for her two-year-old son, a white BMW pulled up. She says a man got out, knocked her down, ran her over, and stole her car, her son still inside. Mm. Hoping to quickly find the car, detectives called the emergency 
emergency number for CarNet support services. But detectives say they were stunned when the company insisted on being paid $150 okay, before revealing right. the car's location, saying the free trial period had expired. <laughs> Real sticklers there. Well, I hope you find that kid, but right. going to cost you some money here. I mean, that's, that is crazy. Like, what... Who were you? Did they understand? I need a little bit you know, more information. They called somebody who works so, in a call center, and those are the rules. Yep, they don't have and the authority so, to do right, anything that, else. So, like, they're like, hey, these are, this is the police. There's been a car stolen, the kid's in it. Can you track it for us? And they're like, yeah, but you have to pay for the service. And they're like, what? And the guy, and I'm sure he's just like, look, I'm just reading off a script. Right. I don't know. I, I don't. And, and right? the cop's like, I said I'm a cop. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say there's nothing there for the script. Say, right, right. It doesn't say. Person saying I'm a cop. There's nothing here about a two year old being in the car. I, I don't know. Lots of people have two year olds in their car. I, I, it doesn't say twelve and under is free. I really don't know. I think you got to pay the hundred and fifty dollars. Right. And it's also entirely possible that the person who was doing it was like, okay, and they are like you said reading the script, but they don't even they they don't comprehend that there's a two year old in the car. They, and by the way, like, they may uh, not even have the ability. Right. They might not. Like they might be like, I, you know, with their system. Unless you ha- you know, can log in saying that you are a member of this service, they may not be able to track the car. Yeah, it says. I mean, somebody would be able to, obviously, and they could bypass that fee. But he may be like, "Yeah, I can track it, but I can't. I, you know, I can't get in it now right. unless." Right. Who knows what the full story is? The uh, it says here the request for payment created a delay in tracking the stolen car. Uh, that Chris Cavelli, deputy chief of the Lake County Sheriff's Office in Illinois, called, quote, 16 minutes of hell. That's according to the Chicago Tribune. So they find the kid okay? The tracking system on the stolen car had been deactivated, and Volkswagen Carnet refused to track the vehicle until it received payment to reactivate it, according to the statement. Police ultimately recovered both the child and the car without help from the tracking service. Well, so you didn't even get help later on. Oh, wow. No, I, my thing was when I saw originally, they said, you know, they're, they're safe, it's okay. I was like, okay, so someone eventually came on. Then right. they said they didn't use the tracking service. I was like, oh, how'd they find the car? Hmm. Mm. I wonder. Or, or or they say, like, you know, uh, without well, help. Like, if they wouldn't have found them safe? No, oh no thanks God. to you. God. It'd be bad. And I know it's a third party. That's it's still bad, because no. the headlines are going to say Volkswagen. And that lawsuit. Ooh. No. Yeah, not good. Speaking of lawsuits, Lazo, mm-hmm. pick up the phone. This <laughs> well, I need to see somebody DM me. You got yeah. this. You're an attorney. There's a lot of money we're leaving on the table here, people. The Church of Laszlo. So, look, I work with you. I know yeah, I, you I, I was sat right here when you told the story, but we mentioned earlier the uh, you're talking about suing the police department yeah. and the shackles. I got to be honest, people were asking what, what happened. I don't even totally remember what happened now. With yeah, I, I, I remember either. you don't either, I was right? The same thing. I, I was like, when got... was the last time we heard the story? I know that I can't remember what it was for. They, I know that they cuffed him and maybe did more. And I know that it was in the driveway. And I know mm-hmm. that it, yeah. they had the wrong person. Yeah. No. No. Okay. See, I don't. That's it then. So okay. I, I, I don't know the story. All right. So uh, I'll try to get through it as, and there probably be things that I forget too now. But, um, so I'm taking. Well, man, he's in sixth grade now. He was going to preschool. Okay. So that's how it was. Was that long ago? Seven oh, years okay. ago. So um, I got Chacho in the back of the car, right? Mm-hmm. I'm driving him to preschool. And as I'm coming up, you know, I live in a cul-de-sac, right? And there's a left-hand turn lane. But as I'm coming up, there's a uh, uh, garbage truck, Right. And then a cop who kind of pulls behind me in the cul-de-sac. And 
I try to get around the garbage truck. They're not moving. So I'm like, you know, there's no room to go anywhere. It's just, you know. So I go around the garbage truck, and I see him turn on his lights. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm like, good. In my mind, I'm like, good. He's going to tell move the garbage the truck. truck, move, like you're yeah. blocking the road. And then he pulls up next to me, and he rolls down his window. And I'm like, uh, no, I rolled down my window. And I think he's going to say, like, you know. Have a good day. You know what I mean? Something yeah. about the garbage trucks. What's up with that guy? Yeah. I mean, I know I can't be speeding. I've just pulled out of my dr- like. There's nothing I could have done wrong. Yeah. And then he just says, you know, you know, uh, I don't remember how he says it. He might have said my last name. I don't remember exactly. But you know, uh, you know, are you this person? And I say, yeah. And then he goes, I need you to pull over. I have a warrant for your arrest. So he'd seen your plate and rung your plate and got your name. Well, I think the story is that, and I don't know if they do it anymore, that they would just send out cops once a month oh, for just right. a bench yeah. warrant sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah the so, thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Just so they just go out yes. and, like, you know, yeah. if they happen to see you, great. Okay, that's right. So that he happened to see me. Yeah. So he's like, I have a warrant for your arrest. I'm like, all right, I don't. So um, I'm like, well, look, my house is right there. You know, I'm down the street a little bit. My house is right there. My kid's in the car. I don't know what you're talking about. You have no theories. No idea. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea yeah. why he's saying this. But I know it either must be from like 20 years of my past, and right. it's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's, a paper it's nothing. Yeah. Right? Like so. But, in, you know, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, this is from something I did a long time ago yeah. that's coming back. Like, yeah. And this, it's going to be bad. So I go, hey, my kid is, you know, in the backseat of the car. I'm going to drive him back home. I was married at the time. How old is he around this time? He's in preschool. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to drive him back home and send him, you know, he'll go inside. You know, my wife is there. And he's like, uh, I'm like, man, it's right there. You know where it is. He's like, okay, I'll let you do that. So I go back, and, you know, kid goes inside, whatever. He comes over to me and he says, you have... A warrant for your arrest for expired plates on your car that you never paid the ticket. So I got a ticket and I never paid it, right? And that, okay. Okay, and so that is a bench warrant. You didn't go to court. Here it is, right? But I'm like, yo, I paid that. Oh, that's what. Right, and he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, I did pay that. And he's like, no, you didn't. I said, well... I know you can pay it online. I emailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, it gives you an email. So, he, you know, he's like, well, can you pull up the email? And, of course, you're freaking out. You know, your right. kid's there, cops are there, neighbors are there. You're like, so I pull it up, and I've got, like, one email that says something. Along, it's not a receipt, but it's along the lines of, like, that they received my payment. Okay. So, he says, you know, well, I, I don't remember exactly how it all goes down. But, anyway... That's not enough. I needed both parts of this email chain, and I only had one of them. So I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And then he's like, well, you know, uh, it's on that. And he points to the car sitting outside my house, which is my neighbor's car. He's like, it's on that, uh, you know, Chrysler 300. My neighbor has a Chrysler 300, too. And I'm like, that's on my car. And he's like, well... It's, and I'm like, no, I'm like, all right, man. I start to like put the pieces together in my yeah, head. Right. So I had gotten, I had sold the black Chrysler 300 and gotten a white Chrysler 300. Oh, yeah. right. I remember that. Right? Yeah. So 
when I got pulled over for an expired tag, it was raining. I remember it. The guy come. I'm like, this guy's not going to write me a ticket. It's pouring rain, but he does. And I'm like, and you really want to write a ticket for <laughs> right. an expired tag? I usually feel like, somewhat safe. You could just thing. wait until yeah. it's sunny, right? Like, my, yeah, but whatever, man. If you want to stand out here and do it, do it. So he writes me a ticket. So I'm like, I know what happened. He wrote the ticket and never went down and checked the VIN number or anything. So he wrote it on the license plate. The license plate had gotten switched over to a new car. Okay. But they didn't have that information yet. So I got the ticket in between the process of the the plate moving over to the new car. Mm -hmm. So when he didn't check the VIN or anything, it still said a black 300. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I paid the ticket... Okay. They thought I was paying a ticket on a different car. Right. Not on the one that I actually got the ticket in, which is the one that I thought I was paying, which I was because that's the car I was in. Yeah. So he's like, well, you got to pay the ticket on that other car. And I'm like, it's not my car. Right. I don't own it. Like, I sold, like, I traded, and it's not my, why would I pay a ticket for an expired plate on something that I sold? I don't understand what you're saying. Right. I'm like... You, the problem here is clear that the guy who wrote the ticket wrote the ticket for the plate and didn't check to see if it had been switched over yet or not. It was registered to a different right. car. Right. But it is. Here's the registration and everything. None of that's wrong. Yeah. And I paid it. And he's like, yeah, no, you have to pay it for the other car. I'm like, it's not my car, man. <laughs> right. Why would I? He's like, well, that's what the ticket is for, for that car. I'm like, well, I didn't own the car when that yeah. ticket was written then. Yeah. Why would I have to pay a ticket on a car that I don't own? That you know, So we're going right, back and like, forth. And I'm like, but even more so, I'm like, and he keeps saying you got to pay it. I'm like, I sold the car before the date of this ticket. Yeah. And I can prove all that. So you're telling me if I sell a car to a dealership and they drive it around without with an expired tag, I got to pay that? Right. How would that have anything to do with me? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, the police officer who wrote you the ticket is new. He's a new cop. Okay. I'm like, okay. And he's like, don't you think you should have told him? What? That, oh, I love that. Right. Don't you think you should have? You should have known he didn't know how to do it. Help right. him with his job. <laughs> right. right. Didn't, didn't you think you should have told him that the plate got switched? And I'm like. I'm not thinking about that at all. And I was like, I understand he's new, and maybe he didn't understand everything, but one, he didn't knock on my window and say, I'm new. Right. right. Can you help me Hold with my this? hand through this. And I don't, how do I know he doesn't know? Like, yeah. how are you supposed to? And by the way, I don't know. Right. I'm not a cop. Right. And I'm not thinking about it. Right. And I'm not a cop. Yeah. And I don't know that he's new. I don't, I'm, I don't know that any of this takes it. I think you guys, I don't know how your process works right. yeah. of when you get the paperwork and when it happens. I have no idea. And he's like, all right, well, I need to take you in. So he arrests me, not only arrests me in front of my house, shackles my feet. Jesus Christ. Literally shackles my feet in front of my house. Not just put your hands behind your back. Shackles my feet. 
Which I'm assuming if he said, hey, just sit in the back of my car, I'm going to take you call. whatever. Let me call. This sucks. Okay, but whatever. I'll right. do it. Even if he would have just said, hey, I got to cuff you. I don't want to. Right. But I can't just, put you in the car. Put you in the bed. There's some sort of law. Yeah, sure. I can't put you in the bed. But you got to shackle my feet. Like, what are we doing That's there? That's ridiculous. Yeah. So then, you know, we get there. And, you know, I keep telling him, you know, hey, this is what's going on. He's like, yeah, I hear you. So he starts to come around like, you know, I see what's happened here, right? And I'm like, well, you know, so he's like, you know, it's $500 bond. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. So I post the $500 bond, and then he drives me back home. And part while he's driving me home, we're still talking about, like, I'm explaining all this to him. This I didn't. This is over a time period yeah. when I figure yeah. all this out, right? Yeah. It didn't, yeah. I didn't figure it out like within the first three minutes. Right. You're talking about emails and VIN numbers and colors. Of, like, I, Finally, I put it all together. And when you know he started to come around like, oh, I see what's happening. Then he drops me off in front of my house and he's like, sorry about that. He's like, it's not your fault, but it's certainly your problem. Which is such a Thanks, bad line. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then just lets me on and... Like, see you later. Yep. See you in sucks, court. Sucks to be you. See you in court. Right. I'm like, what are you... So, anyway. How long from the time you got picked up to the time you got back? Like, the, uh, yeah, I left. still made it to work in time. Okay. So what was the overall resolution to it? Uh... The we talk. I talked about it on the air. I remember that. And then the chief of police called me. I remember they tweeted about it too. Mm-hmm. They tweeted. Yeah, yeah, I think they called me first, or maybe I tweeted about it. Then he responded. Okay. Anyway, the chief of police called me, and he's like, you know, hey, is the chief of police of Overland Park? I need you to give me some information on a couple of things. So, you know, like he needed like my insurance, sure. the date of the ticket. He's like, I got to check some things out. And then he just, you know, he called back, and I remember he asked me one more thing, and he's like, you know, give me a minute. And then he called back, and he's like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, our mistake. I apologize. You know, this shouldn't happen. You know, it shouldn't have happened. That's the moment there when he says it's our mistake. After the guy's already said, well, it's not your fault, but it's certainly your problem. Everything that's been said and done throughout this, he's got to be a, a lawyer just thinking, like, why didn't you call me? Right. Why didn't you call me? You got shackled. In front of your house, yeah. Because in the in fact that he children. said, the fact that he said the cop was new, don't you think you should have told him? Yeah, like uh, unbelievable so to have all that. that stuff. Yeah, and if there was right. body cam back then, just to have all that, yeah, you probably missed out, man. Yeah, that that sucks. And I know plenty of people are like, well, it must be nice to be on the radio. Yeah, in those circumstances, because well, you have something you know, resolved I like that. I want to make sure that people know that, of course. But you know, I think because of that, I don't know if there's a new chief of police now. But he did tell me, and I don't know if that's true, that they stopped doing those sweeps. Okay, I think I remember you telling right. me Right, he that. said, okay. well, you know what, that was something, he was new or something. He's like, that was something we were doing before, I'm done with that. All departments Yeah, new. Right. Should like, ask I'm that cop, like, that. hey, well, don't you know the chief is new? You shouldn't <laughs> right. be doing these sweeps anymore. Right, so, yeah. I mean, he did say that, you know. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, the chief of police was cool, and he understood it. I and I even that. told him, I was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm not saying Overland Park is Ferguson, mm-hmm. but... You know, this kind of stuff happens, and I happen to have the money That's my thing. to get out on bonds. But let's just bucks. think real quick. And my right. wife happened to be home. Mm-hmm. But now let's just take this one step further. I'm driving in my car, mm-hmm. right? I'm taking my kid to preschool. My wife isn't home, so you take my kid from me mm-hmm. because you're arresting me, right? You had to wear a CPS or something? Like, right. They yeah. take the kid to CPS, yeah. right? Now that's a whole thing. Right. Then you arrest me. It's Friday. 
You're there all weekend. I don't have 500 bucks to get out, so I don't know when you finally get me to see a judge and to go to court for this, but yeah. it ain't tomorrow. Nope. Yeah. And it's probably not for a week or so yeah. before I get, you know, a bail set or, you know, the $500, then go to court. Who knows how long it could take, right? But I know it ain't over the weekend. So now my kid's gone. I can't get in touch with him. I don't have the money to bail out. I miss work. Right. Yeah. Right. And most people don't have jobs where they're like, hey, I got arrested. So I'll be, uh, see you when I see I, I don't, I'll, right, I'll be <laughs> yeah. I'll be there Wednesday. Yeah. You don't show up for work. They fire you. Right. So now I don't have any money coming in. It's going to cost me money to go try to figure out, you know, how to get my kid out of CPS. Right. I probably, you know, at that point, you know, like I, I got to deal with them. Right. If of all the other things that could happen, like custodial issues and anything else, the money keeps adding up. Right. I'm in jail. I don't have a job now to pay for any of this stuff. I can't see my kid. And you're telling me it's not my fault, but it's my problem. And you're asking why people are throwing Molotov cocktails in Ferguson. And I'll tell you, that's why. That is absolutely why, because it's not just me. I guarantee you in that city. If it if it didn't happen to them, it happened to someone they knew. Yeah, you, you got to do better. F- finding finding broke people, but right. making it incredibly expensive to be broke. Right. And we know it's an issue, but we don't do anything to resolve it. There's some things that I think just seem so obvious. Like if the government is going to fine you, shouldn't we limit those fines? Shouldn't we also say if the government is going to fine you that they're not going to incur a bunch of interest or that right. I don't know you can't get locked up for the weekend for something like no? You mean uh, I know people play. say yeah, it is. It's privilege. I get it. And he was nice to me, and I do think they made yes. changes. You yes. know what I mean? So I was happy for all those things. I don't need to sue them. I'm being you know I didn't think about it then, and I'm not being you know honest now. The fact that they made some of those changes it's, was good enough it's for scary me. Scary to imagine, like, but, the, but I want everybody lucky. to realize that when you think, oh, what do you do? Why why would these people be so mad? That was five hundred dollars mm-hmm. away from that, right? Of them taking my child from me and me not knowing when I was going to get him back or when I was going to get out of jail for something I didn't do. Yeah, when yeah. people say, "Well, you did drive without the exp- expired light," yeah, but I paid the fine for that, right? So that's it; it's done. You don't get to arrest me for that anymore. Yeah, and it's not just like you know being angry and and, and you know protesting or or, right. or whatever. It's also just. Keep that in mind when you when you look at someone and say, how, how is this family still broke? How do they get unbroke? Right. Do you know how expensive it is to be broke? Right. When all, the penalty for being broke is that they keep fining you. Yep. They keep asking right. you for more money. Yep. Why didn't I get my license plates? You know, for me, it wasn't the case, but I'm guessing a lot of people are like, why didn't I get my tax renewed? Couldn't afford it. I didn't have the money for the taxes. Like, right. you know, I'm trying to get by here. Exactly. And then you're sweeping them out for 500 bucks more. And I, who knows what the fine would have been for not going to court, yes. right? Yeah. But exactly. it would have just been more and more and more. Yep. It's I'd have never gotten out from underneath it. Yeah. Well. But like that's... I said, I do want to be honest. I did, you know, he was, you know, apologetic and said that he handled it and that they made changes to... The way that they do things, so you know, I just don't want to skip not, over that part. It's not of all it. his yeah. fault yeah. either. The whole system isn't his fault. I get right. that in this instance, there are things that there were changes that could be made, but just in general, it's just a reminder of all those things. If it's not a parking ticket, it's something else. It's that those things out there, those fines, those ways where they right. keep saying every time you think maybe I'll get ahead, they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
not so quick. And right. and meanwhile, you got people around you with you want to call it privilege, I'll call it money, whatever you want to call it. Where they're saying, why don't you get your acts together? Right. How? You know, it's always get a job. I have a job. Right. Well, I had one. I have a job. It was like, you arrested me for the wrong thing. Why are you smoking cigarettes? Oh yeah, that's the right. problem. If only I would quit spending seven dollars a day on cigarettes, all of my thousands of dollars of fines right. would be resolved. It's ridiculous. Because I need a little bit of happiness. Uh, exactly. I'm trying <laughs> to enjoy the life as amount I can. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, All right. don't get arrested tonight. And well, I'm just letting you know that you know. I mean, with my privilege, I got to leave work a little yeah, bit early. Okay. But go ahead and well, keep me on that salary. Have so. a good night, mm-hmm. my See man. You guys. See ya. The Church of Laszlo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.